It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We want to welcome all of our listeners. We're always so thankful that you're there, and we have heard from a great many of you, and we're so thankful for that. Many of you have contacted us and asked for that free Bible study that we offer every day in this program, and we hope that if you have not done so yet yourself, that you will be motivated to do so. We'd love to send it to you. It goes right into God's Word, helps you learn the basics of following God faithfully, and ultimately coming to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ, and then living your Christian lifestyle such that you can be assured of heaven. Now, the study is absolutely free. We'll even take care of the postage, and we mean exactly that, free. We don't want you to send us anything for it. We never charge anybody. We never expect any kind of repayment for sending out material to help people learn the Bible better. That's just the way we operate. We believe that's the right way to do it, the best way to do it. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. At the end of the program today, we'll give you all of that information. And we pray that as you go through it, that you will be led in that better direction in your life. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be here with you today, to be part of this ministry of the Sunny Slope Church of Christ that we call Search the Scriptures. And as we often point out, that's exactly what we try to accomplish with this program. We want to get into word, to God's Word in a detailed manner. We want to dig below the surface of it, and yet we want to do so in a way that can be understood, in a way that people can make the application in their own lives, because that's really what each and every one of us need to do. We need to know God's Word. We need to understand it. We need to apply it in our own life, and then we need to live out those principles, those guidelines, those commandments in faithfulness up until that point when we pass from this earth physically. That's what we need to be like as Christian men and Christian women. And we hope that those of you who are listening to the program on a regular basis are becoming better equipped in that very regard, that you're coming to a greater understanding of what it means to be such a Christian and that you're also coming closer to the point that you want to make that commitment in your own life. You want to become dedicated. You want to become committed to God. And you want to take the steps to make that possible. If you have that desire, certainly, again, we would ask you to contact us and let us know. And we'll do whatever we can to help you along the way. Dennis, we're going to get into and probably conclude this study today about pure and undefiled religion. We look at the second part of this particular passage from James chapter 1 and verse 27, wherein James says pure and undefiled religion first is to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction. And we've mm -hmm. pointed out that that means to watch over them, help them, take care of them and their needs. Yes. But the second part of the verse is where we've really been focusing. Yes. Pure and undefiled religion before God is? To keep oneself unspotted from the world. To keep oneself unspotted from the world. Mm -hmm. Now, we've tried to paint the contrast during the first several sessions of this study, looking at what that means. Mm -hmm. We should no longer be living like the world around us. That's correct. If we're Christians. Mm -hmm. In fact, a pretty succinct way to put it is, if you're Christians, mm -hmm. act like it. That's right. 
live like it. Mm -hmm. Don't live like the world. Mm -hmm. Be distinct from the world. As, as Christians, our ultimate citizenship is in heaven itself. Yes, it is. Philippians 3, verses 17 through 20. Mm -hmm. So if that's where our ultimate citizenship is, we need to be living like citizens of heaven. We certainly do. We need to make that evident in our everyday life. As Christians, we should no longer be living by the spirit of the world. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Mm -hmm. Again, we need to be walking by the spirit, not by the ways of the world. And by walking by the spirit, I don't mean something that is emotional or subjective or changeable, the spirit overwhelming us, taking us over, making us go in a certain direction. That's not what I'm talking about at all. And I think a lot of people have kind of a misconception as to what it means to walk by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. When we open up God's Word and we read those teachings and we understand them and correctly apply them to our lives and live by those teachings, that is walking by the Spirit. Yes, it certainly is. God has given us His Word by inspiration. Mm -hmm. And those writers who were inspired to write down those scriptures were guided by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. Yes, that's true. So as we read those teachings in Scripture and we live by them, that is walking by the Spirit. It is. In the true scriptural sense. Mm -hmm. Now, our lifestyle should identify us with Christ and not with the world. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Mm -hmm. We ought to look different from the world. Yes, we really should as Christian individuals. Yeah, a Christian who does not look any different from everybody else around him who is not a Christian, probably needs to do some really careful and serious self-examination. I should think so. Yes. In fact, Paul says that when we become Christians, we become a new creation. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Yes, that's right. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 31. And those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of this world is passing away. The form of this world is passing away. It's interesting to compare this with what John wrote in 1 John chapter 2 and verses 15 through 17. There we're told, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Boy, those three verses say a mouthful. They sure do. Just beginning there in verse 15, do not love the world or the things in the world. Mm -hmm. That really should cause us a great deal of self-reflection. They should, and that's right. He goes on then in that, the rest of that verse and says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm -hmm. Boy, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that would be surprised to hear something like that. Well, because just as we're trying to point out in this particular study, the ways of the world are not the ways of Christ. Mm -hmm. They're not the ways of salvation. 
Mm-hmm. They're not the ways of eternal life. Right. You know, James put it in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, that we need to resist the devil and he will flee from us. Yes. And then he tells us the way to resist the devil is to what? Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Mm-hmm. There's the contrast again. Yes. There's the way of the devil. There's the way of God. Mm-hmm. And as we noted in one of the passages in which we read earlier, that if we are living by the course of this world, we're living by a course that is laid out by the devil. Yes, that's true. By the devil himself. Mm-hmm. So when John says, do not love the world or the things in the world, and if you do, the love of the Father is not in you, that needs to be stark reality, mm-hmm. staring each one of us square in the face. Yes. If we're living just like the rest of the people in the world, we're off track. Yeah. We're not that unique or distinctive individual we spoke of in our last program. Yes. We are going down the wrong road Mm -hmm. of which Jesus spoke in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. There being only two roads to travel, one to destruction, Mm -hmm. hell, the other one to eternal life, heaven. Yes. And if we're living like the rest of the world, we're going on the wrong road. That's true. Then he goes on there in verse 16, and he says, all that is in the world, and then he lays out the bases of sinfulness, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Yes. There's that contrast again. Mm -hmm. Two distinct ways in which to live Mm -hmm. from a spiritual perspective. And then... Boy, the final nail in the coffin, so to speak, is he says this world is passing away Mm -hmm. and the lust of it. That's right. But he who does the will of God abides or lives forever. That's right. So there's the contrast again. Mm -hmm. There's the way of the world, Mm -hmm. death, destruction. The way of God and godliness, eternal life. That's right. We have a choice to make, don't we? Every one of us has that choice to make. And every one of us makes that choice, whether we want to or not, every day. We do. Many people, they want to try to stand aloof, so to speak, not make a commitment, say, well, you know, I'm not going to make a commitment right now. I'm going to give myself some time and all that. Now, every one of us makes a commitment every day as to mm-hmm. how we live our lives. We do. We cannot stand back and claim non-commitment as an excuse or a sanction in some way for not living the godly life. No, not at all. We make the choice. We determine which way we're going to live every day. Mm-hmm. In James chapter 4 and verse 4, what does James write about allegiance? Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You know, all these writers, Dennis, they keep portraying only two choices. That's right. Either the ways of the world or the ways of God. Yes. 
Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that word enmity mean? Well, really, I think James explains it in the next phrase. Whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Yeah. If we're uh, at enmity with someone or something, we are their enemy. We're at odds with them. We're not in agreement with them. In a position of strife against them. Yes. Now, see, that's where people don't understand. They think they can live in sin, mm -hmm. sinful lives of various stripes, and still be okay with God. Not so. Doesn't work that way. No. If you're living like the world, you are at strife, in a position of strife against God. Mm -hmm. You are in contradiction to godliness. Right. Now, we could go back and we could say, and you use that word enemy, mm -hmm. and that's exactly the word that the Apostle Paul used in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Yes. He uses that word, enemies of God, mm -hmm. when we're living in the ways of the world. That's right. In the ways of sin. Mm -hmm. Well, let's look a little further here. 1 John chapter 5 and verses 18 and 19. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So whoever is born of God, now living that truly reborn life, and there is no true Christian life other than one that is born again. Mm -hmm. Some people might think there's, they can be Christians without being born again. That's impossibility. No, can't, uh, can't be done. If you're a true Christian, you've been born again. If you've mm -hmm. been born again, you're a true Christian. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven except he be born again. That's right. So John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Yes. Here, John says in 1 John chapter 5 and verses 18 and 19, that whoever is born of God does not sin that mm -hmm. since their being, I believe, and you kind of have to get into the original language there to pick up the tenses of the, of the verbs in Greek, does not continue to live in a lifestyle of sin is basically what he's talking about, I believe. Yes, you're right, Gary. It is talking about a continuous lifestyle. So not the idea that you don't make a mistake here no. and there. No. But it's the idea you don't continue in those mistakes. Yes, you don't live that kind of a life. Yes, he who has born, been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. You don't live under the influence of the devil any longer when you become a true Christian and live the lifestyle of a true Christian. Now, we know that we're of God, John says, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes back to everything we've been reading here in this particular study. Mm -hmm. The ways of the world are the ways of the devil. Yes, that's right. Of wickedness, of yes. evil, of mm -hmm. unrighteousness, of sinfulness, of unfaithfulness. Right. And if we're living like that, we're not walking with God. No, we're not. And we're not moving toward heaven. No. So the world is under the sway of the wicked one. And certainly that... 
parallels what we read earlier in John chapter, 1 John chapter 2 in verses uh, 15 through 17 where the world is passing away. Mm-hmm. But those who are living in Christ will live forever. That's correct. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 1 and let's look at verses 5 and 6. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Here's that stark contrast again. Now we've seen this over and over and over and over again in this study, haven't we? We sure have. Here's just put in a little different terms. Mm -hmm. So God is light. And that term light is meant to exemplify righteousness, purity, mm-hmm. godliness, right. truth. Mm-hmm. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Mm-hmm. So God doesn't sin a little bit. No. There's not just a little bit of unrighteousness in God. No. Now, if we say that we have fellowship with God, in other words, if we're walking with God, while we're walking in darkness, then we're lying mm-hmm. and we're not practicing the truth. Yes. And I know, you know, some who listen to this may think, well, you know, that, that sounds pretty harsh. You're accusing us of being liars. Well, no, we're not accusing you of that. This is God's word inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is what God is telling us on the matter. Exactly right. This is God's word, mm-hmm. God's word. Now, in chapter 5 of 1 John and verse 4, how do we overcome the world, Dennis? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ, not just mere belief, but true saving faith, a faith that is active, that is obedient, that is dedicated on an ongoing basis. That's right. That's the faith that overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. That's what we ought to be latching onto. Mm. Now let's turn to Galatians chapter 4. And how about reading verses 3 through 7 there? Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So when a person is baptized into Christ and that's when he becomes a Christian, Mm -hmm. then God adopts him into his family as his son or daughter. Correct. The word son is used there generically. Mm -hmm. God adopts that one who has come to salvation in Christ through baptism as his child. Yes. Now, once again, that stands in contrast with the popular notion that everybody in the whole world is is a child of God. Yeah, there, there may be a very loose sense in which you can understand that, but not in the context of what we're speaking about here. 
Right. Not in the context of salvation. No. Not the case. No. Children of God are unique from the world. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the knowledge that we're gaining from this particular study over mm -hmm. and over and over again. It's being brought out. Yes. True children of God stand in contrast to the world around them. Exactly right. They don't live like the world. Mm -mm. Let's look at Galatians 5 and verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now there again is the same basic statement that we read earlier in this study. Now again, walking by the spirit does not mean that somehow the Holy Spirit overwhelms you, takes, takes you over, uh, manipulates you, guides you to do what he wants you to do. When we're living by the teachings of God's word, we're walking by the spirit. Yes, we are. The word is spirit inspired. The it scriptures is. teach us. Yes. And so when we live by those teachings, we're walking by the spirit. Mm -hmm. the, the essence of what this particular verse says is if you are born of the spirit, if you're of the spirit, we can boil it down. If you're a Christian, Live like it. Mm -hmm. Act like it. Live as a Christian would live. That's right. Demonstrate who you are and what you are by the way you live your life in this world. Mm -hmm. You're in the world, but don't live like you're of the world. Yes. So we need to stay focused on living a life that is truly unspotted from the world. Not like the world around us, James 1 and verse 27. And there's a big difference between being just religious and living a life of pure and undefiled religion. Yes, That's what James is saying. Yes. A whole lot of people out there who are religious, who are not living a life that is pure and undefiled in their religion. Mm -hmm. We cannot live like the world. And at the same time, be unspotted from the world. We all need to learn that lesson. We really do. We want to encourage our listeners, contact us right away. We'll be giving you the information how to do that in just a moment. And ask for that free Bible study whereby you can learn how to come out of the world, how to live a life that is truly unspotted from the world, how to be transformed and not conformed to the world. We hope to hear from you right away.